COVID-19. Oh, we need a vaccine at this moment. It means everything. Please wear your mask and stay six feet back. Total shutdown. COVID-19. From the top of the Terminal Tower, it's two middle-aged men in Cleveland, featuring sportscaster Mark Schwab from 19 News. And now, the next president and vice president of the United States, Ken Jorznik and Ted Clark. Wow, what a reception. Thank you very much, and welcome to episode 16 of two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Ken, how about that introduction? That's impressive, Ted. Is that your voice? No, uh, that is Big Voice Jay right there. Oh big my gosh. Jay. Yeah. Well, we must have paid him big money because that sounded really good. Big That's money for Big Voice Jay, yeah. You know, I mean, we this is a big time show here, so we're constantly adding things. So yeah, we got Big Voice Jay on the intro now, along each, with our, our house band. Each week, something new, different and exciting, and which makes this show so outstanding. However, Ted, yeah. I, I need to dip into something that's been frustrating me for probably the past two weeks. And I'm going to use one word and one word only. Mm -hmm. I am frustrated because there is no consistency in consistency anything right now. In anything. Okay. I have obviously the approaching of school, all these different districts doing something different. Mm -hmm. We have Athletics is something that's important to you and I, in all honesty. We, we enjoy sports. And sure. this coming season, the one conference that I follow quite often, with following many different teams, will not be playing. But the local high school kids here in town are trying to find a way to compete. And I just – my frustration, and I'm not saying anything is right, wrong, or indifferent, and no one's making bad choices. I just – it's very difficult, and I guess it becomes very frustrating because the consistency that you see from the school districts and from college athletics and professional sports and everything across and going to a restaurant and going to any other place, nothing is ever the same. And it's so hard to figure out what is going on, what's going to happen. Uh, it just seems like everyone, just like many other things, has their own agenda we're just going to go with that. And, and it's, it's frustrating because this district's doing this and this, this district's doing this and all these different things, I guess, have just kind of overtaken me. And it's, I feel the frustration and I've been taking out on many different things in my life. And it's, I don't know what, why that is or what the story is, but I need some consistency in my life, I guess. Well, I think the theme here is that things are, as they might say, fluid Yes. Fluid. Yes. So, I don't know. The only advice I can give you is you focus on the moment. What do we have at the moment? And expect it to change, but focus on the moment. You know, when you leave work, you leave work at work, and you become a dad. You become a fiancé. Whatever. You deal with the moment and plan as best you can, but expect things to change. That's my philosophy. Well, I think you're right, and I think this has turned into a counseling session. So, Dr. Klopp, yes. I appreciate it because uh, what you just said makes a lot of sense. And I'll, I need to focus myself. And I think we all need that. We all need to hit the restart button at times and rejuvenate 
ourselves and, and focus on exactly what you're talking about. And I know there's many others out there probably feeling the same way I am. And if we listen to Dr. Klopp, yeah. things will certainly make it easier for us to get through things day to day. Was the couch comfortable for you? Outstanding. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Yes. Leave, Thank leave you. The, uh, Thank uh, you. Leave the, your insurance the, information at the door Yep. and uh, leave the door open for the next client. Every time. What do we have coming up on our show? Well, we have a couple things. Uh, how did a picture of an empty chair wind up on a driver's license? We're going to tell you in Klopp's clips, an Indian's pitcher gets struck by lightning and finishes the game. Details in this week in Cleveland history. And can we have a new segment? Not just a big show open, a new segment. We're going to play Forecast Roulette. Oh, my. Have you heard about Anchor? I'm not talking about the one for a boat. This is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Blah blah blah. Our guest today is a former Indians beat reporter at WTAM. According to his Twitter account, he is a zero-time Emmy Award-winning sports guy. In his current job, he says he drinks coffee and reads scores. He also hates the bunt. And, above all else, he is the 2017 Radio Fantasy Football League champion. I'm sure we'll talk more about that when football season gets here. But let's talk with 19 News weekend sports anchor Mark Schwab. Schwabby. Good to be here. I, I'm still salty that I only have the one league title, but sometimes circumstances get in the way and things happen. We'll start with your former beat, the Indians. They're starting to score some runs here. Is this offense starting to come around or, the, or are the Tigers just terrible? Yes. Th there you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure something of it has to do with the Tigers. I absolutely love the fact that the Indians have beaten them 20 times in a row. I think we all remember several years back before they really got this run started in 2016 they couldn't beat the tigers this was reversed i mean they would win like once or twice a year against them and just got slaughtered miguel cabrera would laugh at the indians you know kind of like how the ohio state michigan rivalry used to go the wrong way and, and now <laughs> now there's been a correction and things are going as they're supposed to be and so that i'm sure helped the offense and you know it's, it's funny this team usually started slow and a lot of times they would start hitting slow. And we always thought, well, it's because the weather. When, you know, it's cold and the weather warms up, the bats will heat up. Well, no. As they, we started in freaking late June, and they still started slow. So apparently the temperature doesn't have a lot to do with it. They just don't like to hit the ball 
when they first get out the gate of spring training, or in this case, summer camp. Mark, one of the things that's certainly going on with many different teams that they're not expecting, and it's happened to the Indians, what do you expect the Indians to wind up doing with the pitchers, Mike Clevenger and Zach Plezak, who violated team rules and left the team hotel on a recent trip? Yeah, I, I think the story from Jeff Passan that came out recently that said how upset were their teammates were with him, even saying Oliver Perez was going to opt out if they let those two guys stay on the roster. Wow. And, and others apparently were, were similarly, similarly, I hate that word, equally disgusted, <laughs> although I don't know how many of them others would have opted out. So I, I think what they sent them out, obviously, as a almost like a, a cooling off period, right? Everyone just go to your room. Go to your room. We'll talk about this later. If they want to have a chance of winning anything this year in this weird screwed up year, they are going to need these guys. This is 40% of your rotation. One of them is your second best starter. Uh, the other is a guy that is off to a tremendous start and is the key part of the back end of your rotation. You can't just get angry, send 40% of your rotation to the minors for the rest of the year and expect to win. So they're going to have to smooth this out. Time heals all. But trust is also slow to rebuild. So I, I think this is one of these things we could look up in a month and it's somewhat smoothed over. This is not better right now. Let's switch to college football here. The Big Ten and some other major college football conferences have said they're not going to play this fall. They might try in the spring. Some Buckeye players have circled a petition to reverse that decision. And parents from other teams have, have voiced support for trying to get that decision reversed. Can, can that happen? I don't think so. I mean, it can. The Big Ten could probably change its mind, but I don't think they will. But when was the last time any of us? We're, we're all grown men here. We always see these, these very nice petitions go out to do things. When was the last time one of them did anything? Right. Yeah, right. I mean, this is, you know, it looks good. It'll get people talking. I absolutely understand why people sign it. I would absolutely say everyone should sign it, send it on. It's all you can do. I don't expect it to do a thing. Playing in the spring is lip service. That, that is laughable. Nobody thinks that's possible. And Ryan Day even said this. He, he had a, a solution, but his was to play in January. Because even he said you can't play a season in March and then play again in the fall. And then you've got a lot of guys at the, of the NFL draft. I mean, yeah, saying they're going to play in the spring, that to me is just trying to uh, put a Band-Aid on a broken leg. Mark, what are your thoughts on how the NBA and the NHL are finishing their seasons now they've both started the playoffs? What's your thoughts on, on both yeah. those? Well, I mean, you got to give, I think, both a massive round of applause. They have figured it out. They, they, every week they, they put out this release of all these negative tests, right? They, every week it's like we've conducted 3,000-some-odd tests, absolutely zero came out positive. That's, you know, that's a huge attaboy for both of these leagues. It's certainly strange. I think it's unfortunate the Cavs got left out. I understand why they got left out, but it's still unfortunate. But the NBA, they found a way. You know, the people that are watching the game seem to enjoy it. I, I admittedly, I have not really watched any NBA action because my extent of the NBA uh, or caring about the NBA usually ceases once the Cavs are done. The Blue Jackets <laughs> gave everybody a huge thrill with that five-overtime game. Unfortunately, they lost. But people were watching, people were talking about it. The Twitter feeds are all still lit up with these games. So it, they're staying healthy, they're playing, and they're entertaining people. That's all you can ask for. Let's switch to the team that maybe is the fondest of everybody in Northeast Ohio. I think it's fair to say this is a football town. So the mm -hmm. Browns, what's it like to cover training camp for the Browns this year with all these extra COVID protocols? 
okay, so they only opened it to us Friday, and I happened to be there Friday. So and, and they're then they closed it Saturday, and then Sunday they were inside because of rain and stuff. It was a mess. So we haven't had a whole lot of access, but I was there Friday. It was a little weird. Everything's more spread out. Obviously, a lot more procedures. You have questions to answer and, and waivers to sign and things like that. The press conferences are all done with Zoom calls, but by now we're, we're all pretty used to that because we've been doing it for a while. It's kind of like doing anything else now. A lot of Zoom calls, a lot of steps to jump through, but otherwise, when, I put it this way, once they were out there on the field, then it felt like normal training camp. So you're telling me that even though you're at the facility where the team is practicing, when it comes to a press conference, they still do it on Zoom. They're in one room and you're in the other. A lot of times they do these Zoom calls before or after practice. So many reporters will actually just go home or go back to their station or whatever uh, wow. because we're not allowed in the building. Right okay. now we're not allowed in the building. That's unbelievable. Well, Mark, certainly Browns with the first-year head coach, many different expectations. What are your individual expectations from the Browns this year? I don't think they're going to be bad. Uh, I think so many people – kind of looked down on them after last year. They obviously didn't live up to expectations. Their biggest problem was disorganization. They just had a goof as a head coach. I mean, Todd Monken, who's one of the most respected offensive coordinators in the game, when he's saying things like, yeah, we have a game plan all week, and then the head coach just ignores it on game day, it just tells you how woefully unprepared they were. That's obviously been rectified. Kevin Stefanski's never been a head coach before, but he certainly knows how to organize, and he knows structure, and they're going to be fine that way. And they've upgraded their offensive line tremendously. I mean, they, they've added two tackles. Conklin is outstanding. And, and Will uh, Jedrick, Willis is um, somebody that a lot of people think is going to be a really good left tackle. I know he played right tackle at Alabama, but I don't think this is going to be too big of a transition for him. So I think the Browns, I mean, I got them for, they should be at least a 500 club for me. And if they're not, it's disappointing. All right. Enough of the sports talk. I have one other question for you here because, after all, we are two middle-aged men. You would be a third. Yeah. And uh, my uh, recollection is that you have a little guy two years old now. Is that right? Yes. All right. Well, as a relatively new father, mm-hmm. what's the most surprising thing about fatherhood for you so far? What's, what has jumped out at you over these two years? Okay, so you always heard from parents before you have kids. One, you're always tired, and two, you don't have time for anything. And I never <laughs> – you never can completely understand that until you go through it. And for me, it's the time thing. I'm not – sleep is generally not a problem for me, although it does – every once in a while, yeah, I, I do need, need a little more sleep than I've been getting. But it's, the, it's just every moment of your day. Like, the only reason I can do this right now is because he goes down for a nap. <laughs> and I, I, you just can't get anything done. <laughs> and it, it's funny how it evolves because he's two now. And I kept thinking back, I'm like, man, why is it so much worse now than it was a year ago or a year and a half? Because he wasn't walking. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> as they get older, more and more hurdles come up. It's like when they're born, they sleep and they're in the crib and there's like, they don't go anywhere, right? And he's like, okay, I could, I could deal with this. And then the you know, next thing you know, they're running around and they want to climb everything and pull stuff off of everything and your entire day pulls in, turns into just keeping them out of chaos. Can't get anything done. So I guess that's been my biggest, most surprising thing was my good, and, and it's funny, obviously you love your kids to death and once you have them, you cannot imagine your life without them. 
And you also can't believe that you used to be able to do literally whatever you wanted during hours of the day. <laughs> your, your time is not your time anymore. Oh, it doesn't exist. And by the oh way, I wouldn't gosh. trade him. I would not trade him for the world. I love him to death. He's great. Uh, it's a new well, ball game is what that, happened. Uh, I think that sums up every father right yes. there. That's, yeah. that's pretty much it. You can't do anything. <laughs> I love him, though. He's great. Uh, have you gotten the, hey, Daddy, I know you're in the bathroom, but have you gotten really? that yet? Not yet. He's only two, so okay. he's still like you know he's still working his way through the the English language. Okay. Uh, but oh, I oh, I know this is coming. I understand. Oh this yeah. Is just the beginning. Yeah. I, he's going to start. You know, three, four, five years old. This is going to get even more and more interesting. So I can't you, wait. You used to be able to hide in the bathroom. You can't hide anywhere. No, right? no, they find you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, thanks for the uh, sports talk. Uh, can we get you to stick around for the uh, Who Am I? Perfect. Here we go with where'd that come from? Where you find a common phrase, explain its meaning, and tell you the origin. This week it's butter you up. There are two possible origins here. Some people believe that it comes from spreading smooth, creamy butter on a slice of bread, which could be compared to spreading nice words on a person. Others believe it originated in ancient India, where they used to throw balls of butter at statues of gods to ask for a favor. Butter you up. Now you know where that came from. The most trusted name in journalism, Klops Clips. It is time for this week's collection of Klops Clips. Ken, I don't do this often, but I do want to go back one segment. I must say, I enjoyed your description of the butter in Where'd That Come From when you talked about spreading smooth, creamy butter on a slice of bread. Yes, I wanted nice. to say it nice and slow, yeah. a lot of pronunciation. Smooth, creamy butter. All right, enough of that. We begin uh, Klops Clips this week at Home Depot in Rocky River where a woman says she was shopping in the paint aisle when a man came up and told her to pull her mask up over her nose. She says she turned away, so the guy swore at her and punched her in the back. The woman was not hurt, but wants the man prosecuted. I better watch myself. I've been there a couple times at that Home Depot. They do a great job. I'm not surprised that we haven't heard more of these types of stories, yep. in all honesty. This, I, I know they're out there, but... I'm surprised there isn't more, but I'm just glad everyone was able to keep their senses and no one got injured. A Chagrin Falls, Ohio man reported that raccoons have apparently gotten into his garden. He, he reported this to the police department. He called them. Not sure what they were supposed to do, but the officer who took the call did give the man information on nuisance control companies. Hey, I got a raccoon over here. Can you get rid of it? Please leave the police alone. They have enough to do. Take care of, find a way to take care of the raccoons on your own. Scare them yeah. away, something. Get a trap. The Twins Day Festival, always the first weekend in August in Twinsburg, Ohio. So it just happened a couple weeks ago. This year was a virtual event. Back in 2017 at the event, twins Brittany and Brianna met Josh and Jeremy, the Salyers brothers, also twins. The couple started dating, and the brothers both proposed to the sisters 
at Virginia's Twin Lakes State Park the following February. They were married by twin ministers at the Twins Days Festival in 2018, with the brides wearing identical dresses and veils and the grooms dressed in identical tuxedos. Now, both couples have just announced on Instagram that they are both pregnant. They are hoping to welcome their babies around the same time. There is no word yet if either couple is expecting twins. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. <laughs> That's a great story. There's a lot of dual stuff going on there. There is. And how many times can you say twins in one story? I think I just did. Enough. A Tennessee woman renewed her driver's license online, but then had to go to the DMV because of a problem with the license, the updated one. The picture on her license was one of an empty chair, empty chair. The DMV says the photo was put on the license because it was the last photo saved to the woman's file and it was taken accidentally. I would appreciate that. I didn't renew my license in November, and I'll, I'll take an empty chair as opposed to what I look like. That'd be great. I'm Sir, may I see your license? Sir, this does not look like you. Hey, lazy boy. Where's your picture? <laughs> uh, a woman from Minnesota is in the Guinness Book of World Records. Pal Onan spelled 56 words backward from a randomized list in one minute. Here's what it sounded like. Three. Two, one, go. what yeah Anand can also pronounce words backwards so she can spell them backwards and she can pronounce them backwards so my question in that clip we just heard yeah thank you for putting that together oh sure so there were two people speaking there correct there was a lady trying to send the stuff backwards and then someone giving the names of the words, right? Well, I know. I, I believe what we heard there was a woman calling off a name and then Pal Onan was spelling it back, spelling it back. Right. Uh, that's what I understood that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, my question is, I think the reason she's spelling these so fast, she's scared. Did you hear that lady reading the words? <laughs> Awards. Minute. Sound. I'd be going as fast as I can, too. The lady's fearful. Do you, do you, you should want call the police. That? You want to try that once? No. Okay, can you give me some words? I'll spell them backwards. You ready? Okay. Okay. List. I'm ready. One. Spell. Clop. I got Perfect. it. I'm ready. Okay. Well, a Michigan man hit a half million dollar lottery jackpot, and he wasn't even 
the one who picked the scratch-off ticket. The man says he had a $5 bill in his pocket and wanted to play a scratch-off game, so he gave the $5 bill to the clerk and said, pick me a winner. Apparently, the clerk did. He says he'll share some of his winnings with his family and invest the rest. Where's the, where's the part for the, for the clerk? Yeah, he should get a little uh, commission or something. Come on. You need to find out that store because I think a lot of people are going to be showing up. Just give me a card. Give me something. <laughs> Bride to be is getting some negative feedback online for styling guidelines. She is requiring her wedding invitees to follow. Pay attention here, Ken. You're getting married next year. Maybe your fiance might want to consider this. Here we go. These invitees are encouraged to look the part of the quote, soft. Romantic, sensual, yet elegant theme. That's kind of like the oh. creamy butter we talked about earlier. <laughs> Soft, romantic, sensual, yet elegant theme. Attendees are also asked to, quote, make choices that highlight your favorite physical attributes rather than trying to mask the ones you dislike. Among the requirements, dresses to be worn should be floor length, sleeves, Lace and print designs are all banned. Shoes must be open-toed heels between three and four inches with a strict rule forbidding wedges. Women are also required to have full makeup with lashes and hair to be done half up or in a stylish ponytail with loose curls. Men are required to wear a black tux and all outfits and accessory choices must be sent to the bride before the wedding by emailing or texting her a picture to be pre-approved or adjusted. Wow. This is similar to, I guess, the dress code when you and I were at Ignatius. I mean, the specific <laughs> things we have to do, but we didn't have to send in pictures of what we looked like. Wow. After all this and experiencing this, if I received this invitation, was asked to do all this, I'm not going. So you and I have both been through the wedding process previously. Yes. Do you think a bride-to-be, of all the things she's worried about for that big day, why would she be concerned about looking at pictures of all the people coming to approve their outfits? I have no idea. And my guess, if you're going through this realm, it's not like you're just inviting five people. I mean, I, I probably imagine this wedding's going to be somewhere in the range of three to 400 people at least. I don't know why you're going through that. I just think it's a, it's a turnoff for many people. Unless they, everyone expects that this person is like this and they knew that she was gonna do this. But I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not submitting my picture for approval of an outfit I have on. So, not doing it. Okay. A British woman kept a pot of money next to her bed, her rainy day fund. She also keeps her bedroom closed so her puppy dog, Peggy, doesn't get into anything, or so she thought. She came home one day recently to find part of a 20-pound note torn up on her bedroom floor. She wasn't sure where it came from till the next morning when Peggy started puking up parts of pound notes. A little dog did get into her bedroom and into the pot of money. Peggy the pup ate about 130 bucks worth of cash. The serial numbers have not been found, so the woman is out the dough. 
Feed the dog. Maybe you won't have that issue. There is one way to find those serial numbers, probably. But I oh, boy. I don't think you want nope. serial numbers. You're not going to go that route. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Well, that is this week's collection of Pops Clips. And now, a woman's perspective. My husband is always attractive, but he's smoking hot in those rare instances when I see him doing the dishes or folding the laundry. This has been A Woman's Perspective. Cleveland! This is for you! Ted, another edition of This Week in Cleveland History. Okay. Go to August 24th, 1919. Cleveland Indians pitcher Ray Caldwell is pitching in his first game with the Tribe. There are two outs in the top of the ninth at League Park with the Indians leading 2-1. to one. Hey, better, better, better. Hey, better, better. The Philadelphia A's are down to their last out. Rain has been falling lightly since the fourth inning. Shortstop Joe Dugan steps in to face Caldwell. And then... A bolt of lightning crackles through the sky and down to the diamond. Caldwell is hit by the bolt and lays stretched out on the mound. Good gracious. The bolt knocked catcher Steve O'Neill's mask and hat off as well. Caldwell picks himself up and notes that his arm and legs still seem to be working. A teammate checks on him, tapping his head, leaps into the air later, saying the pitcher seems to be crackling with electricity. The players return to their positions and Caldwell pitches to Dugan, getting him to ground out just before the rain picks up. Ray Caldwell gets struck by lightning, but is the winning pitcher, allowing one run on four hits. He strikes out three and walks two. The Indians win two to one. Unbelievable. That is a crazy story. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I've heard of people getting injured and continuing on in games. We've seen that many other times. I I imagine this is the only time where someone's been struck by lightning and continued to finish the game and won. I I don't know if that's ever happened in professional sports besides this. This is is a crazy story. That is unbelievable, and I can only imagine lightning strikes can kill you. Yes. And this guy doesn't just survive it. He... Let me dust myself off here. Okay, what, you want the old number one there? Okay, all right, here we go. Get him back Gosh. in there. Stand in there. Here it comes. As oh. they've said, many years ago, things were much different than they are now. Can you imagine that situation now if there was some lightning that hit or something like that? I would clear that stadium. I know for different events, high school sports and things like that, you have a 30-minute time limit if you even see lightning. Yep. I mean, let alone if it's crackling down and, and obviously, unfortunately, if it hits somebody or something like that. But this is a crazy story. And my well, guess this happened, did this happen at League Park? Of Yeah, League Park, yeah. Everything happens at League Park. <laughs> Even crackling electricity, lightning and thunder, and we just continue. It's just Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Cleveland! This is for you!
Forecast Roulette with the official, 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 the official meteorologist of two middle-aged men in Cleveland, Fox 8's Scott Sable. Yes, we're just that big. We now have an official meteorologist. Scott Sable from Fox 8 is now our official meteorologist. And Scott, just to prove your forecasting prowess, mm-hmm. yes. we have installed a big wheel here at our studios. Is it kind of like the like one on the Price is Right, by the way? Is it kind of sort, like- sort of, yeah. It's yeah, kind of like similar. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But, so we have various cities from around the globe, mm-hmm. and we're going to spin the wheel, and whatever city it comes up on, we need you to give a forecast for that city right then and there, just yep. to show how great you are, yes. and why you are worthy of being the official meteorologist of two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Kind of like Karnak kind of thing, right? Uh, it's similar, yeah, but there's you know, no middle, Because we're middle-aged, and so, you know, we're right on the cusp of knowing who that is. Oh, we know. Yes. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, absolutely. Anyone uh, under the age of 30 has no clue what we're talking about. But anyway, go that's, That in and of itself is depressing, but that's... Right, but I <laughs> All right, so I'm going right. to give the uh, big wheel a spin here, and we will see what location it, it lands on. So here we go. All right, there it is. And it's spinning. Okay, it's slowing down. And all right, it has stopped. Let me see if I can pronounce this. Narsarsawak, Greenland. Narsarsawak, Greenland. Wait a minute. Did you just, with that location? Yeah. Did you just say Narsarsawak, Greenland? Narsarsawak, Greenland. If you so, can, how much is that worth in Scrabble? Do you know? That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of consonants and a Q at the end. Now that's funny you mentioned Narsarsawak because that is the place where Dick Goddard was stationed during the Korean War. Now I know you're wondering, wait a minute, that's like twelve thousand miles away from Korea. I would always ask Mr. Goddard, well, you were stationed in Greenland. He goes, you never heard of any North Koreans invading Greenland, did you? So <laughs> evidently, so I'm like, all right, well, yeah, good point, good point. Yeah. Yes. He was stationed in Green. And by the way, I do have a forecast in Narsarsawak because I know these things. Right. Narsarsawak right now, it is 44 degrees. It is raining. Uh-huh. It will be partly sunny at 10 p.m. with a high of 62 because they're very close to the Arctic Circle. So the sun doesn't set until like midnight. Mm-hmm. So if you want to head up to the Narsarsawak International Airport, it will be 62 degrees at 10 p.m. Okay. That's pretty impressive right there. It well, is. Just pull that right out of thin air. Yeah, you know, it would also reminds me of another Dick Goddard story. Do you mind if I share one? Oh, absolutely. Go right ahead. Now, if you could pick Mr. Goddard and you could pick, there's a lot of people that you would not figure Dick Goddard and individuals would be in the same sentence, right? So what about Dick Goddard and Marilyn Manson in the same sentence? <laughs> one of these things is not like the <laughs> you know, other. It, it doesn't, like, really? So the story goes, and he told me the story, and I've heard this from other people, but he verified it. So this is in the late 90s. I don't know why he was in a location where Marilyn Manson was. I don't know the, all, all the specifics. But somehow, he was with a family member and a niece, something like that. Anyway, he ran across the Marilyn Manson tour bus. I'm not joking here. And so, you know, Mr. Goddard, well, by golly, let's head into the tour bus and see who's up here. So he's telling me this story. He walks into the tour bus. And this is right when Marilyn Manson was, was, was getting going. So this is back like mid-90s, like 90s. Marilyn Manson wasn't on the bus, but Marilyn Manson's parents were on the bus. And of course, they recognized Mr. Goddard. 
and he strikes up a conversation. And before you know it, Mr. Goddard ends up getting tickets to the next Marilyn Manson show. <laughs> so, Front row, I'm sure. So he somehow gets tickets. It's his niece who at the time is like, I don't know, 15, something like that. It was a family member. And so he gets it for the niece. So whenever that was down the line, he ends up going to the Marilyn Manson concert with his niece and another family member. So he's in the crowd and he's at a Marilyn Manson show. So you can imagine how that was like. And I asked him, I said, Mr. Goddard, what, what was it like? He goes, well, all I see up there is dope show. And you know, Scotty, what that means. <laughs> and I'm like, he knew what was going on. He just tried to play dumb. So he's at the show. He said it was loud and obnoxious. At the end of the show, he goes backstage and meets Marilyn Manson and gives him a woolly bear sticker. So there's a picture somewhere with Mr. Goddard handing Marilyn Manson a woolly bear sticker. And he said, and I said, well, how was it? How was it? He goes, well, he was a very nice fellow. He's totally different than what he was. He said he was the nicest guy. He knew, you know, who Goddard was because Marilyn Manson grew up in camp. So he knew who he was from growing up. And he said it was, oh, he was a nice fellow. So there's the story. There is a picture oh. somewhere out there of him handing Marilyn Manson a woolly bear sticker. Is Marilyn so, Manson in his full uh, getup? The whole getup, the whole thing, yeah. So That is unbelievable. I saw his Mr. Oh Goddard, where's the picture? And he said, I don't know what happened to it. He said he didn't, didn't know where it was. But there's Marilyn Manson and Dick Goddard in one sentence and in one story. That is <laughs> unbelievable. All right, Narsarsawak, rainy in 62? Yes, and it will be sunny at midnight because the sun sets later because it's so close to the uh, Arctic Circle. So Wow. All right, he's All not right. the official two middle-aged men in Cleveland meteorologist for nothing, folks. I Stop take saying. this seriously. I'm not screwing around here. So when I give you a forecast, you can take that to the bank. Forecast Roulette with the official, 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 the official meteorologist of two middle-aged men in Cleveland, Fox 8's Scott Sable. Not a dad joke. I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. That joke was horrible. All right, gentlemen, it's time for Who Am I? It is a game where I will give you five clues, and through those clues, you will need to name the either person, place, or thing that I am describing to you. So we'll go through five clues. I'll re remind you of what they are at the end. And then if need be, we could do some multiple choice. Very good. We, good? we start? Go ahead. Yep, fire away. First clue. I was born in Cleveland in 1996 and played high school football for a very prominent high school football team. Okay, here's okay. number two. Okay. I attended Ohio State University and was drafted in the first round of the 2017 NFL Draft. I'll bet I Scott got already has this. I do. If you have it, go ahead. You can give your guess, and we can finish the clues after, after you guess. Marcus Lattimore. That is correct. <laughs> I never, I wasn't even close. 
but you give Mark Schwab information about Ohio State, and boom, he's got it. Yeah, a cornerback uh, drafted by the, the New Orleans Saints, went to Glenville. What I, you know what I remember about that draft? That was the one in Philly, and that was the year the Browns took Garrett. The Browns had three first-round picks that year. Oh, that's because right. They, they took Garrett, and then they took uh, – they traded back, and then they moved back up, and they got Njoku. They entered the night with two. They ended up with three picks. None of the three guys they drafted were at the draft. So – you know, we went into that knowing Garrett wouldn't be there, but we thought, okay, maybe they take a guy, you know, with that. I think at the time it was the 12th pick, and maybe I can get him then or whatever. Well, they ended up making three selections, none of them. Whether I had to talk to somebody. So I ended up talking to the two guys from the Cleveland area that night that got picked. One of them was Lattimore, and the other was Trubisky. I think Trubisky was there that night. But Lattimore was one of either only one or two interviews I got that night. Just to get somebody, he happened to be from Cleveland. Went in the first round. I remember that very well. Well, you made the, uh, the, the gas bill from the station worth it, right? Uh, we did drive that year. It was me and, and Wags, and we had a young man with us from our digital team who was actually from Philly that year, so we got the full tour. Philly was neat. Yeah. I could, I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I think, is the fastest we've ever had somebody solve who am I. Is that correct, Ken? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do I get was, a prize for that? Uh, you'll get a, a dirty sock in the mail. I know where you Ooh. live. It's on, the, it's on its way. I already sent it. Lovely. Thank you very much for your time, sir, and continued good luck with your uh, zero-time Emmy Award-winning sportscasting. That's the way I roll, man. That's going to wrap up another edition of Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland. Great show. As always, it is so great to hear from one of our favorite people, Mark Schwab. And how about forecast roulette? That? Fox 8's Scott Sable. Outstanding. What are the odds that the wheel lands on the city that Dick Goddard served in? I tell you, it's it's probably the same amount of odds of getting hit by lightning at a baseball game. <laughs> well, there is that. Hey, we have some Facebook likes before we go. Chris Nash liked our page. Adam Copley also liked our page. Valerie Zeno, Christy Iser, and Allison Zapur also liked the page. So if you go on Facebook, you can follow us and See what kind of nonsense we're up to on Facebook. Give us a like. We'd love to hear from you. We also have our Instagram. What's that, Ken? It's 2MAMIC1702. And from what I looked before we started our uh, episode this week, we have uh, over 170 followers now on Instagram. So thank you very much for that. We also have a Twitter page. It's at 2MAMICLE, at 2MAMICLE. You can also leave us a voicemail if you want to ask a question, and we will answer it on a future episode. You do that by going to anchor.fm slash 2MAMICLE. Click the link, the little plus sign with the word message. Leave us a message. And we will answer your question sometime in the future, making you a famous member of Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland. Which is what everyone is striving to do, I know. Well, you know, if you set the bar low enough. I mean, uh, well, anyhow. I understand what you mean. Right. So, what do you, you uh, let me guess, you, you're going to play golf this week. 
I actually am. Yes, looking oh. forward to uh, yeah playing playing some golf. I'm actually going to play in a uh, Ashton University golf outing with their football team with a, with a couple friends. Nice, some good social distance. Or we're just they playing. They don't have much else to do at the moment, do they? No, I really don't. Nope, we're going to work and uh, yeah, we're going to play some golf. Spend some time with the kids this weekend and all that. How about you? Are you uh, still living the bachelor life? I am Han Solo. Oh, no rookies. uh, Probably another week or so here. They'll be back soon, but you know what I'm going to do, Ken? I'm going to tell you right now, I think I know what you're going to do, but I'm not going to steal your thunder. Go ahead and tell me. I am going to sleep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Might do a little cleaning. Might watch some movies. Might actually get up out of my uh, recliner. Not too often, though. And I I will sleep. I like that. So until next week, Ken, what do we always say at the end of our show? We're just two middle-aged men from Cleveland, Ted. Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Anchor.fm.